0: Hi, this is Wayne Drain. Sure wish I could be with you there, but just like you here in Russellville, Arkansas, we're all having to lock down and learn to do things in a different way. Uh, this pandemic has caused us to rethink how to do church. I saw a very encouraging statement posted the other day. It said our buildings may be closed, but the church is alive. We're in a time of having to redefine what our how we do things, what our real needs are, as opposed to our wants. We're starting to realize that some things that we really thought we needed, we really didn't. And other things that we're starting to see how much we do need. And of all the things we need during this time of crisis, I feel the thing we need the most is the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, there's lots of questions about the Holy Spirit. Uh, We're looking at that question today I really struggled when I first heard about the Holy Spirit. I went to a church that uh, basically said the Holy Spirit was an experience. I heard about the Holy Spirit as an it or a thing. I actually had someone come up to me the first time that I remember going to the altar and told me that unless I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, I, I wouldn't get to go to heaven. Now that's a scary thought for a five or six year old boy, but it really caused me to struggle for a long time. I thought I had to have an experience and it. I thought I had to speak in another language before God would accept me. Well, fortunately, I rocked along a while and A friend of mine in college walked up and said something very profound to me. He was telling me about Jesus, and and I was explaining to him how it just didn't work for me, that I'd tried, but I couldn't do what I needed to do, so I wasn't going to go to heaven, so why should I live that way? well, he asked me to tell him a story. I told him, I prayed, I asked the Holy Spirit, but nothing happened. So there's no shirt, so I'll go to heaven. He looked at me and he said, said, you don't have to speak in tongues or have some weird experience to be saved. All you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart. Well, that lifted the weight of the world off of my teenage shoulders. It wasn't long after that until uh, I invited Jesus into my heart and knew inside that I was saved, and it wasn't long after that till I went to another church meeting and I prayed, and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I even spoke in another language, and and I've been doing that ever since, and the Holy Spirit has become uh, my best friend, and I don't say that lightly But I'm not able to do anything without him. Well, the Holy Spirit is more than an experience, a thing, or a weird feeling. He's the third person of the Trinity. He's co-equal with the Father and the Son. He is a person with feelings just like we have. The scriptures say he can be grieved. He has a sensitive nature. But he's also a powerful, transforming, change agent on the earth. And I can tell you that we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. So today I want to give you five reasons why we need the Holy Spirit. Number one. We as believers are to follow the example of Jesus. And I can tell you that's hard to do. In fact, it's impossible, I believe, without the Holy Spirit. Isaiah prophesied long ago, the Spirit of the Lord God would come upon the chosen one, which was Jesus, and anoint him to proclaim the good news to the poor. That's in Isaiah uh, 61 and Isaiah 42. Well, seven hundred years after that prophecy was given, it was fulfilled when John baptized Jesus in the Jordan River. And I want to read to you from Matthew 6, three sixteen and seventeen from the Passion Translation that that explains what happened at that moment. As Jesus rose out of the water, as Jesus rose out of the water, the heavenly realm opened up over him, and he saw the Holy Spirit descend out of the heavens and rest upon him in the form of a dove. Then suddenly the voice of the Father shouted from the sky, this is my son I love, my greatest delight is in him. In him I'm well pleased. So before Jesus started his ministry, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came on him, and Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. Then I can tell you that we need him as well. Now Jesus, made a profound statement in John fourteen, fifteen, and 17. Again, from the Passion Translation, Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. I will ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit of truth to come make his home with you and to live inside of you. Just think about that for a moment. God, the Holy Spirit, would come and live with us and be within us and walk with us and talk with us That's what Jesus had in mind. Now, before he ascended to heaven, after Jesus uh, died on the cross and and rose again on the third day, before he ascended to heaven, this is what he said to his disciples in John 20. He said, Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. One of the last acts he did on earth before he went to heaven was to breathe on his disciples and say, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, help us to follow his example. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to do several things. One, to live within us, to teach us, to defend us, to be an advocate for us, to come alongside us, to be with us in all of life's circumstances, including pandemics, to empower us to live for Jesus, to follow his example, and to be his witness. We as believers are to follow Jesus' example, and one of those examples is being filled with the Holy Spirit. The second reason we need the Holy Spirit is to fulfill God's purpose, his destiny, his plan for our lives. Paul said in Ephesians 4, 1, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling or the purpose or the destiny that you have received. The enemy of our souls tries to use the weakness of our flesh to keep us from accomplishing God's purposes for us. Let me tell you, I've learned it's impossible. It's impossible to fulfill your calling in your human strength alone. Believe me, I tried for a long time. Galatians five sixteen explains: live by the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. See, our flesh is always fighting with the spirit, always trying to get the upper hand. So if we try to do it in our flesh, we're going to lose every time. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can give what we need to do what we've been called to do. And we, we just need the Holy Spirit to fulfill God's purpose for us. And you know what? We're here with a purpose. We're here with a destiny. We're here with a call from God above. And he sends the Holy Spirit to empower us to do it. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Well, number two, we need the Holy Spirit to fulfill God's purpose for our lives. The third reason we need the Holy Spirit is to be able to say what God wants us to say, to do what he wants us to do, and to live how he wants us to live. Now, this is connected a lot to number two. Let me apply that, and I could talk about a lot of areas, but let me apply that to one area that every believer is commanded to do. Did you know that we have a great commandment? go into the world and tell people about Jesus, to go and make disciples. And that's not just for the spiritual evangelists, that's for every man and woman that believe in Jesus. One of our jobs is to tell others about him and to be a witness, share our faith. Well, Acts 1, verse 8, says the Holy Spirit will give us power to be his witnesses. Now, the night that I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I woke up the next morning, and the very first thought that popped in my mind was to go and tell my best friend about Jesus. Now, I had never thought that way before. I'd never felt I had to go tell people about Jesus, but when I'm filled with the Spirit, one of the first things He does is He gives me that ability, that power, to rise above my own hesitancy, because see, I'm basically a a shy guy. It's not like me to go and sell people things. But I tell you, when the Holy Spirit came, I had a passion within me to go and tell others about Jesus. And not just a passion to fulfill a responsibility, but a passion with the power that's come from somewhere else, and I believe it's from the Holy Spirit. Same thing happened with Peter in Acts 3. It was more dynamic than what happened with me, but in Acts 3, you know Peter uh, wasn't known for his uh, consistency. But after he was filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, we've, we followed up in Acts 3, and he and John are walking on the way to the place of prayer, and they see a crippled beggar that is out there begging for money. And Peter looked straight at him and he said, well, we don't have any money, silver and gold we don't have. But what we do have, we'll give you. Now, get up and walk. He reached over and took the beggar's hand, and he picked him up, And the beggar not only started to walk, but he started to jump and to dance and, it says, to leap about and to give glory to God. The thing I want to say to you is that that was not just for Peter and John then. It's available for me and you now. It's the same Holy Spirit that baptized all those believers on the day of Pentecost, the same Holy Spirit that empowered Peter to have the courage to bend over and tell that man to walk and to see it happen. Same Holy Spirit can live in us and lead us and empower us. Now, many think only the super spiritual can do those things, the apostles. Many feel inadequate. Uh, They don't think they're spiritual enough to be used by God. But in my life and in so many of the lives of my friends that I know about, the Holy Spirit is a game changer. He is a game changer. He takes inadequate, insufficient, weak humans. He turns us into mighty and powerful sons and daughters of God, able to do greater things than we ever imagined we can do, not in our own strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. Give an example, in the late 2017, I was about to preach a message in church And I'd been a little frustrated that I hadn't let anyone to Jesus in a while. And I I remember praying, Lord, could we lead someone to you today? And then he spoke into my spirit. I heard something. He he said, When you feel this nudge in your spirit, if you'll ask right then, give an invitation right then, people will give their hearts to me. Well, I was excited and I thought, you know, okay, at the end of the message, I'm going to go out there and I'll give an altar call and people will get saved. Well, I wasn't even through my introduction of my message and I felt that nudge in my spirit. And I felt this this unction, I should ask now. So I just said time out to my message and I just said, uh, I just had this nudge inside. I think I should pause and give anyone that wants to a chance to follow Jesus. It wasn't a very good altar call, but then 20 people stood up and gave their hearts to Jesus. I was overwhelmed and I was excited. A week later, I'm in another church, same thing. This time, about halfway through my message, I feel that nudge. I give an invitation, 30 people stand up and get saved. That started happening church after church, event after event that I was in. I'm not bragging on me at all. This is because of what the Holy Spirit did. But from 2017 until now, I prayed with over 300 people to give their lives to Jesus. All because the Holy Spirit was living within me and he just nudged me and helped me understand his timing. And when I started to obey the way he wanted it to be done, I started seeing fruit. The Holy Spirit enables us to say what God wants us to say and to do what he wants us to do and to live the way he wants us to live. There's a fourth reason I want to mention that the Holy Spirit, why we need the Holy Spirit, is he gives us spiritual understanding. The prophet Isaiah tells us, and you'll probably be familiar with this verse in Isaiah 55, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and his ways are higher than our ways. Yeah, that's true. I think we can all believe that. The Bible says that only the Holy Spirit can reveal the mind of God to his people. Now how incredible is that? The Holy Spirit can actually help us understand what's on God's mind. The Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 2, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, and here's why, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught to us by the spirit expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you learn a whole new language. You start to walk in a, in the power that's involved in a whole new kingdom you've never known about before. Paul taught in 1 Corinthians 14, he said, I will pray with my spirit, but I'll also pray with my understanding. I'll say with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. The Holy Spirit isn't just some mystical thing out there in the cosmos. He's very, very practical. When we pray in the spirit, God reveals his thoughts to us by his Holy Spirit. And that's a whole lot better motivation to receive all the Holy Spirit has for us than just the fear of not going to heaven. Little Samuel, when he was just a young boy, prayed, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Let me tell you what happened to me right after this pandemic hit. I was feeling all cooped up at home. Uh, invitations I was having were being canceled all over the place. And I said, Lord, surely I don't need to shut down living and working for you. Is there anything you want me to do? And I immediately had this picture of a three-by-five card. In fact, I brought it uh, with my and Jim's June's name and our phone number on it. Now, this is not the right phone number, but I had a picture just like this, a three-by-five card, Wayne and June dream with our phone number. And I said, well, Lord, why are you showing me that? Help me understand. What am I supposed to do with that? And he said, your neighbors are afraid, and they're cowering in fear. I want you to make four of these. Take them to all four of your neighbors. Give them the card and say that you're available if they need you. Well, okay. So I can get my four cards. I start going to my neighbors one at a time, and I'll just say, you know, we don't really know each other, which... Embarrasses me to say, we had a couple of new neighbors, but as long as I've lived there, we didn't really know our neighbors. So I I gave him my card and I said, "Look, I'm just I'm your neighbor. I'm across the road. I'm not selling anything, but if you if you are in trouble or if you just want to talk to somebody or if you need something, just call this number and we'll do all we can." Well, I learned that one of my neighbors was an atheist. One of my neighbors was a very nominal believer too. I think we're a little stronger, but. As I was at one of the houses, one of my neighbors just started to weep. And she said, Who does this? Who checks on their neighbors? She said, Thank you so much. I was lonely and I was afraid. I feel better. A week or two later, it was Easter, and June really was inspired, I think, by the Holy Spirit to bake some strawberry pies. And we took a strawberry pie to each of our neighbors. And we just said, Hi, right, Wayne June, you've got our number. We wanna bless you with strawberry pie. They were amazed. Our British friends would say they're gobsmacked. They received those strawberry pies and they started to believe that I wasn't after anything. I just wanted to bless them. And just this past week, June grew some beautiful flowers and we took some flowers around. You know what's happened? One of our neighbors has invited us over for dinner. Another neighbor wanted to share, exchange puzzles. My wife loves to do puzzles. Another neighbor says, can I come and talk to you and hear your story? So the Holy Spirit speaks things to you you may not understand, like put your name on a card. Then you ask him for clearance, clarity. He comes and gives you spiritual understanding. Now that may be an example you might not be able to relate to, but if you're listening, God will give you things to do that you can relate to, and he will empower you to do them. Well, the last one I want to mention, why we need the Holy Spirit, is he alone can help us pray effectively. Now, as a Christian, I believe in prayer, and we all would say we believe in prayer, but you just wonder sometimes, how many times do I just say my prayers as some kind of a rote exercise? Well, in Matthew 6, Jesus used the phrase, when you pray, and using that phrase, he was saying he had an expectation that believers would pray. And I started looking into prayer a few years ago and I realized prayer releases strength in exchange for our weakness. What kind of a deal is that? We give him our weakness, he gives us his strength. He says in Romans 8, 26, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. When you pray in the Spirit, pray in a spiritual language, it's like a secret code between you and God. You start praying in His will. Here's how it's worked out for me. You probably all had someone that you prayed for, someone to be saved, someone to be healed, someone that needs a job, and you prayed and you prayed day after day. And after a while, you run out of words. Well, that's happened to me. I remember on a specific day, I was praying for someone to give their life to Jesus, and I ran out of words. So I start praying in the Spirit. And after a while, I just felt something lift, uh, a tension, an anxiety, a burden, lifted off my shoulders. Well, about a week later, I I talked to this friend, and I noticed that it was two o'clock, When I looked at my clock right after that happened. It was two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. About a week later, I got in touch with this friend that lived in another city. He said, you won't believe it, last Wednesday at two, I just bowed my head and gave my heart to Jesus. I just want to tell you about that. Two o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. Let me tell you, The Holy Spirit helps you pray effectively. You see, prayer releases heaven's supernatural power. Let me read James 5.16 from the Passion Translation. Tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. You might know it better from the NIV. The prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. I believe we can go beyond Just saying memorized prayers. Now I'll lay you down to sleep. As good as those little prayers can be for for children, they don't need to be for those that mature in the Lord. We can move from saying our prayers to having dialogue with God, speaking to him. And I can tell you, he still speaks to us. And there's nothing that gives me more delight than to have dialogue with God and not just do monologue of all the things that I'm asking for. There's nothing sweeter than you'll ever hear than the voice of the Lord. And that's what I pray for you. Well, here's the bottom line. We need the Holy Spirit to help us live a life worth living. I thought receiving the Holy Spirit was some sort of a fire escape plan that would keep me out of hell and help me find heaven. But along the way, I've learned that the Holy Spirit is more than an escape plan, more than an experience, and more than a feeling. He is a person, third person of the Trinity. Sometimes we think God the Father, God God the Son, and God the Holy Scripture. No, it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of truth Jesus sent to come alongside God's people to remind us of what Jesus taught. He was sent to empower us to live a life dedicated to loving God and living our lives for his glory. The Holy Spirit does not desire a ritual, some rote prayer. He desires a relationship. He wants to walk with us and talk with us and convince us that we belong to him, that we can do great things. Let me close with a profound statement that Pastor Robert Morris made in his book, The God I Never Knew. And by the way, I want to endorse this book. If you haven't read it, it's a great book that really explains the Holy Spirit in a very simple, down-to-earth, yet very profound way. I encourage you to pick that book up. I think you'll like it. But here's what he said. It kind of puts everything in a nutshell about the Holy Spirit. Pastor Roberts said, The dynamic, full life of Jesus' promised to believers is a natural outgrowth of intimate relationship with God, the Holy Spirit. I started to see that anything we do that's worth doing comes from an outgrowth of the relationship we have with the Holy Spirit. And I I remember a simple truth that my college friend who said those profound things to me all those years ago, he said, we don't have to receive the Holy Spirit. We don't have to receive spiritual gifts, but we get to. We don't have to, but we get to. And I'd go a step further and say, we need the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our lives, every day, everywhere we go, all the time. What I'd like to do right now is I'd like to pray with you, all of you that are interested in receiving the Holy Spirit in a fresh way. See, we aren't just filled with the Holy Spirit once. We continually are being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not like my relationship with my wife grows and grows as we stay together. We are continually being filled. Maybe you've never known that you've been filled with the Holy Spirit before. Maybe you just need a fresh outpouring of this Holy Spirit. But that night that I received, I prayed a simple simple prayer. I said, Holy Spirit, I welcome you to fill me with all of you. And then I invited him to have all of me. And I said, whatever gifts you have for me, I want. What I'd like to do is I'd like to lead you in a prayer. I will pray a line. And then if, you're, if you so desire, you pray that line. Then I'll say another line and you say that line. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to meet with you in a very profound and honest and powerful way. Are you ready? All right, let's pray. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life to come and fill me with yourself. I invite you to have all of me, not just part of me, and whatever Gifts you desire to give me, I want to receive them. I don't want to live for myself anymore. I want to live after the example of Jesus. And I believe I can do that as you empower me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, if you prayed that prayer, there's some folks at the church that you can pray with and talk further. This book would be a great uh, follow-up what we've talked about. You might find a little bit more out, but I just want to tell you that I believe that the Lord met with us right then. I sensed his presence in my own heart and in my own spirit. Thank you for letting me come to you today and, and share these things with you. I hope it was a blessing to you, and I hope it won't be too long until I can see you and actually give you a hug. I'm so ready to hug. Well, God bless you guys. I love you. Thanks for having me.